What a beautiful day. Pete, I don't know about you, but driving in today was amazing. Welcome, everybody, to the We Are MCBS podcast. It is a beautiful January 30, 2019. Pete, that sunrise was astounding. The pinks, the just the color. It was just an array of absolute magnificence. I felt like I could hear the angels singing. It was I, so vibrant. It overshadowed the fact that it's the 30th, and I get older faster for some reason on this podcast. So <laughs> It's a ratio proportion thing. It's not fun to look at. Yeah, that morning just erased all that, though. It is great to be with you, Jason, around the virtual water cooler again, and with all of you lovely people out there. Yeah, hey, Woohoo Crew. These young people. I'm up. <laughs> they were so sleepy, they probably didn't even see the sun come up. Yeah. Well, they've got their coffee now. They've got the recording going, and we're all sitting around with our microphones and our headsets. So we must be at a podcast. Must yeah. be time to start. All right. Well, I know that we got some good stories, and the first one we're going to kick off with takes us all the way back to when I was in high school. It was the 80s. The fabulous 80s. The fabulous 80s. Yeah. Ronald Reagan was president. Max Hedrum was making fun of him. It was awesome. Music videos. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. That's the good times. And that's when Ben wished he was alive. Yeah. It was a classic time. It was Ben's era, and you weren't even there for it. If only. Born 20 years too late. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my phrase. Well, there was a movie from your missed time that I think you're going to talk to us about. What the heck's going on? So some listeners might have seen a little movie called Back to the Future. And specifically, to me, the best Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2. And there's an iconic scene where Marty McFly comes to uh, 2015, and he puts on a pair of Nikes that magically, by technology, formed his shoe. And everybody's <laughs> like, when are we going to see that? Well, guess what Nike has just released? The Nike Adapt Basketball Shoe, where mm. it has self-tying laces that adjust to your uh, comfort level of your shoe. Three years late, though, so sorry. Oh, three years late, but they actually did announce that it was a three-year. In 2015, they announced it was going to be a three-year project. Well, so, they should have started in 12. Well, we're still waiting for like Calvin Klein or somebody to make the self-tightening uh, jacket and jeans. So, Well, it takes a little while to make it better than Marty, because yeah. there's an app with this one, right, Ben? Yes, the technology that went into the shoe is fascinating. It's a lot of words that I don't understand because I'm not smart enough to know what certain technological terms are. But they actually have a Bluetooth in, in the, the shoe. Yeah, yeah, in the sole yeah. of the shoe that you can put on your phone so you can actually adapt to it. You literally click a button on your phone and it laces, unlaces, laces, unlaces. I only know about this because I am a fan of the Consumer Electronics Show and I love when that show happens. So I've been watching all the tech and I actually saw a guy put his foot in one of these and at first, it actually tries to shape itself towards your foot. Then you take the app out and you set the shoe up. Is that how it works? The shoe will save itself to your foot formation. Because some people have obviously wider feet. I know my father does. So it actually will adjust to your foot shape. So little brothers, this is how you mess with your older brother. You put your foot in it and have it adapt to your foot. And then your bigger brother puts his foot in it. And then ouch. If your little brother has $350 to spend on the shoe. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's it's actually fascinating because over the past couple of years, Nike's just been really reinventing their whole ba uh, basketball shoe brand because they've been trying to make a lighter shoe for years, which they did, and that's for the athletes. Another thing they did was um, there's been a myth for people who play basketball that you need the ankle support for your ankle, but they kind of figured out that you don't really need that, so they make a low-top one for that's what the Nike Adapt BB is. And actually correlates to something you'd be interested in. That's the running shoe. That I, I was going to say yes. they have the running shoe coming. Which out. is all running shoes, like from what I've seen, are all low cut. So it's oh, I'm not kidding you. At 4:30, I get up early to do that and to throw my foot in something and have it just form to it with no laces. Yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. though. Like the fact that they had to actually train engineers 
not shoemakers because usually anybody who's a sneaker fan, they have these sneaker designers. Tinker Hatfield was obviously the head designer for Nike or was. But they actually had to train actual engineers on how to make a shoe. You know knockoffs are coming. Oh, definitely. Because places like Shenzhen, China, where that's like the mecca of virtual world and chips and all that, you know there's going to be other brands coming out. This price is going to come down. And I just love this. I love the idea of it. Yeah, it's, it's 350 a, now, but it's, it's you're going to have options yeah. down the road. Yeah, because yeah, I know when they released Engineered Mesh, which is what the shoe's made out of, yeah. technology Nike came out with in 2014, it was right after that New Balance came out with their own Engineered Mesh shoe. Right. It wasn't the same quality, but still. These yeah. shoes, by the way, I got to say, they look great. Like you figure like the early version of something, but that Nike shoe that you're talking about, right? It, it just looks great. Yeah. It looks like Wait, you the, would the, want the, that shoe. Yeah, the yeah. Daft basketball. Yeah. Oh. Even Nike, the running shoe, they both look like great in gray, the way they are. It's really yeah, nice. I'm a Nike person like through and through, and they've always kind of took a, a really like focus on design, but also function. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully we'll see those a lot if you have the pocket for it. Yeah, uh, no, but I'll definitely watch people buy them. <laughs> I'm waiting for the knockoffs. I'm glad that it happens. <laughs> I'm waiting for the knockoffs. Well, Ben, thank you very much for that. I know that uh, there's a very good chance I'm not going to buy those shoes, but I do like to know what's out there and what my options are, so that's going to be good. Next up, we have Eileen bringing us a story about IG, Instagram. And I believe this time it's a really, really amazing opportunity for people that are in our industry. So MCBS students, listen up. Media-loving non-students out there in the world, listen up. Apparently, there's money to be made on Instagram. Yeah, so they are now saying that Instagram will like make and break restaurants restaurants at this point and there's design companies now coming out and one of the like big ones I read about was paper white and they're basically coming in and just giving a restaurant its own whole brand identity and one of the big things is they are just taking like every small little minuscule thing in the restaurant needs to be identified with that restaurant's name so like sugar packets are now doing it especially in like cafes and any type of coffee shop where you can take a picture of your coffee with the little sugar packet that says the name of the cafe you're in is really smart and then one of the big ones that was talked about was just like how Starbucks last year or two years ago with the unicorn frappuccino that was a huge gimmick and they're basically saying like the problem with that one was it did not taste good <laughs> and people knew it was a gimmick to get them to Starbucks it was cool for a little while and then it just faded away but certain restaurants are now coming out and making things similar like ice cream cereal milkshakes <laughs> any like big brand name <laughs> cereal if you put it with your like ice cream or dessert has yeah. been taking off on Instagram that I've yeah. seen so they're trying to do that and they're making sure it fits their brand and because they're saying people know when you're just being gimmicky and trying yeah. to get them in the door so that sounds like two different directions uh, one of them the white paper is that the right yes yeah white paper comes in you pay them a lot of money and then they make sure that you're not missing a beat on what your customers <laughs> might be taking pictures of yes every time your omelet is out there the little silverware holding paper has your name on it yep. and it shows up in the picture that's brilliant and then the other half of that is people are being very conscious the restaurants are being very conscious and i'm guessing that consultants like this are helping them mm -hmm. come up with these photographable foods that might yes. not be delicious but they certainly get the likes and the hits and yeah the, the, that's cool yeah youtubers all the time like especially in big populated areas like la mm -hmm. they go to these places and you have some wall at this restaurant that's instagrammable and then you have some type of food that's instagrammable with it and the employees are told to make sure they're like hey if you're gonna post it make sure you tag us or like use our hashtag whatever it is mm -hmm. they want 
to be tagged in that and everything. And then I was looking at stuff and they've said like 69% of millennials take photos of their food before they eat it or like take a video. And that was like a crazy number to me because that's over a majority of us. I don't take food photos. I don't really get it. But like if I see a really appealing food photo on Instagram, I'm going to be like, cool, where can I go get this and stuff? So Yeah, and it works. I mean, obviously it works. It's making and breaking restaurants and they're taking money out of their bank accounts, handing it to consultants and saying, how can I use this social media to make even more money? That's amazing. Anybody out there can start a company and do exactly the same thing. Uh, Just don't call yourself white paper. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> act like you know about Instagram a lot, and then you take your rate sheet around and go from restaurant to restaurant and start making that dough. Mm-hmm. Man, that's exciting. All right, cool. I might have to get an Instagram account. <laughs> 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 Eileen, thank you very much for the story, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks. All right. Next up, we have our very own Carlos Cordoba. Yeah. going to be talking to us about Domino's Pizza and then some of the saddest news I've ever heard. We just want to tell you, make the most of this Carlos moment right now, everybody <laughs> out there. Make the most of it. Hey, Jason and Pete. It's a pleasure to be back on the podcast. Hey, man. Pleasure's all ours. Yeah. So um, my story is involving Domino's and some little marketing campaign that they've implemented that both helps them sell pizzas and helps local communities. Oh, I know this one. It's Avoid the Noid, right? They did this a long time ago. It it went really well, and we liked it. See, we're in that back to the future mode right now, so... (laughs) Update us. So it's it's not that, but (laughs) so what they did is they called local governments across the continental U.S. and they basically asked them if they'd be accepting like grants for Domino's to help repave roads that really need paving because that's a big problem that people have just roads that are in terrible condition and something that many people don't think about is it affects pizza companies because potholes they can really mess up pizza and it's (laughs) it's something that you don't think about it but it's a problem so it's both going to solve their problems and just people problems they they illustrate that too in their commercials you're talking about here they illustrate what happens to a pizza when you hit the pothole and how it (laughs) jumps up and hits the top of the box exactly not my pizza no (laughs) yeah and the pizza's ruined um, it's also cool because it works out with the earlier um, campaign that they did called carryout insurance, where mm. um, any pizza that was ruined, it would be replaced. As oh, long yeah. As like you slip on ice and you drop yeah, the pizza. Sl- okay, yeah. The pothole is one of the um, problems, but there's other problems like slipping and dogs, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those dogs that just jump and grab your pizza box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's pizza, a problem. Pizza dogs, we call them. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't know how to control their dogs. <laughs> But yeah, so basically what you do is the customers, they would go to this website and request that the local road that needs paving. What Domino's would do is they go out there, all the equipment that they use, it's all branded with Domino's and they repave the road and they usually like have some sort of um, advertising on the road, like yeah. some Domino's logo. They stencil and, it on there, right? Like a spray paint kind yeah, of a thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's really successful. So they got almost 50,000 nominations for repairs. It's brought Domino sales up a bunch. And it's being seen as like a really just different marketing campaign because it helps infrastructure and it helps Domino sell pizza. And, and that's a that's yeah. a great point because Domino's is saying to everybody, hey, we use these roads. We make our profits off of these roads. And if the people we pay our taxes to aren't going to keep them up to par so we can safely drive on them, then we'll do it. We'll take some profits and instead of, you know, giving them to our our shareholders, we're going to use them to fix the roads that not only we drive on, but everybody else. And what they're really saying is, hey guys, your government can't do it, but Domino's can. (laughs) Might as well eat our food tonight. 
pizza company is more reliable. I'm still trying to think about how you train your dog to grab somebody's pizza. That would be great. You know, go, you know, come on, Rocket. Go get that pizza. I mean, Good. Bring it here. Good. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I can't control my dog. Yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. You know, it's a cliche that, you know, dogs attack mailmen. Why is it any different with pizza? I remember that in the Spider-Man movie, too. Yeah. Spider-Man stole that guy's pizza. Yeah. That, that's one of the other problems. Spider-Man that's right. Work on pizza. that one. Dominoes. Yeah, Spider-Man, that menace. <laughs> like that, Ozzy? What did he say? <laughs> oh, I'll say it again. Pizza time. Oh, yeah, pizza yeah. time. Well, uh, Carlos, you brought us a story about Dominoes, and we're all still in stitches for the news and for some uh, I other I want reasons. pizza now, yep. yeah. <laughs> I want pizza. But, yeah, there's something else happening uh, in your world, and uh, it will affect our podcast universe. What is that? Yeah, so for the past year, I've been working on this podcast, mainly editing, but I've also been a voice on it. It's really helped me. Been, I've really been enjoying it, but I'm going to move on. I really want to focus on more video editing stuff mm-hmm. and more stuff to put on my portfolio, especially since I graduate so soon and... Yeah, it's been a pleasure. So basically, you've got to go batten down the hatches and prepare for your dream job, whatever that might be. Yes. Hey, video editors, he's looking at you. Exactly. Well, Carlos, it's been an an amazing run. I know that Tyler has just talked a lot about what a huge weight you've taken off of his shoulders. We've all heard your hard work when we listen to ourselves. Our nine listeners have heard your hard work, (laughs) uh, and all of us are going to miss you. But more than anything, we're going to be glad that we had you while we had you. So thank you for a good run. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you so much, Jason and Pete. It's been a pleasure. I'm definitely keep in touch with you guys, and I might even be back on later podcasts. Guest appearances. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We'll, We'll hold you to that. And we'll Shanghai you for our video editing needs in the near future. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. All right. Well, everybody, dry those eyes and have a beautiful day. Even if Carlos isn't with us next Wednesday, Mm. we'll be back and the podcast will roll on. In February. Yeah, it'll be. What? What? (laughs) It can't be time to buy red roses already. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, we will see you next time then, Jason, right? Yeah. In February. Yeah. We'll be hanging here. We'll, we'll sit here and we'll talk about some more stuff. Maybe some Instagram, maybe some shoes from the 80s. I don't know. We'll, huh? we'll figure it out then. Whatever. We'll work it out. All right. Until then, you guys have a beautiful week. And thanks for listening to the We Are MCBS podcast.